Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. So every week we put out multiple episodes to help you on your jiu-jitsu journey. Now, it's a privilege for us to be in this position, but we want to ask one thing from you. And this is a very small gesture on your part, but it means the world to us. Simply hit the follow or subscribe button on whichever platform you enjoy this podcast on. It means the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof uh, BJJ podcast. No method actors were hurt in the recording of this podcast. We have some questions. <laughs> Our question, let's go. Here we are. Chad Walker. Hey guys, Chad here. Uh, big fan over the last year. Also exciting news. Over the last year, I opened up my own jiu-jitsu school. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. there's a little bit of a bittersweet story behind it. Um, around the time I opened the school, I expected to be promoted to black belt, but through a lot of messy details, I ended up having a falling out with my coach. Um, he owns a gym, uh, nearby, uh, in the same area. Uh, but the process of opening my gym was really just in that I have a very different way that I approach jujitsu and, and teach jujitsu uh, and the style of our gym is, is also very, very different. And my goal was that my, my business and my gym would be uh, in good standing with, with his. Um, but unfortunately, it's not ending up that way. It, it got kind of messy. And now I'm stuck without a coach at Brown Belt. Um, I've reached out to some other places, but every place that I've talked to basically wants a piece of my company in order to train with them. Um, so I'm just curious as to what your guys' thoughts would be about this situation and what you guys think would be a good route for me to take, uh, to continue to pursue my black belt in this situation. Thanks guys. Well, I think Bulletproof for BJJ Jiu-Jitsu has a ring to it, Chad, so let's <laughs> no, talk. No, Chad. No, look, man, that's a tough situation. That's a shit situation. That's a tough situation. So many relationships fall apart between coach and student right at that moment like right at that black belt time huh yeah and you know i've seen it before where coaches said yeah man when you're ready fully endorse you you get your black belt you can set up a school i think being in a similar area probably treads on some toes now look i don't know what your agreement was i'm not i'm not judging that 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 is whatever it is the toughest thing for you now is you're a brown belt who's due to go to black belt and even if you are able to find a new uh, leader, mentor, whatever, they're going to want to see you develop there for a while. So you might have to be on that brown belt another year, two years, whatever, for them to have their um, feel like they've contributed to your jiu-jitsu to want to then grade you to black belt. The other thing on that is the idea that they would want a cut of what your company is making is that's kind of standard. I don't think that's wrong. I think of it this way. If you were a business and you asked someone to invest in your business, they would want equity. So if you want that black belt, that's kind of like them investing in your business. They're giving you that kind of passage. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you're not entitled to keep 
keep as much of your uh, hard-earned cash as you can, but you need to know that that's what most gyms are going to want. I think the difficulty is, one, finding a good mentor who's happy to work with you remotely or whatever it might be. You go train with them. And two, it's you being able to run your business successfully without having to give some of it away. Yeah, I think um, the thing you mentioned about they want a piece of the company, that to me seemed, that's a bit alarming because I think that, yes, you should pay, you know, if you're going under someone's wing. Your and it's, Yeah, then you pay in a, a fee, right? An affiliation fee, a franchise fee, something like that. But a piece of your company implies that they have a shareholding of your business. And that, to me, is a big no-no. Like, you know, if someone comes to me and says, hey, man, I want to, like, I want to get to Black Belt, but, you know, I want to build a personal relationship with you and I want to train under you and I, you know, within that is included, like, we're going to develop a, you know, whatever, a relationship here. And then I want to carry your name and run my own business. I'm not going to go give me part of your company, right? I'm just going to go, cool, like... Well, for the service of being an affiliate, that equals this, but it's like a flat fee or whatever. I, I, so, you know, whether, who knows, right? We only got the voicemail message, right? Sure. We're not able to, to ask the question. But, um, you know, I think there's like, there's, there's, there's good coaches out there. Like this jujitsu th- thing is built on human relationships. Yes. And the teacher-student thing for me is really, it's, it's like, it's a human relationship and of course it can fall apart as yours has in the way that any relationship can. But I still really think that like if you go to someone with the best of intentions and say, this is the situation I'm in, I fucking value what you do. I want to learn under you and I want to run my business. And then I think like a, you know, a good operator would say, cool, like come and pay a membership fee here. Let's get you to black belt over whatever, a certain amount of time. And if you do want to affiliate under my name, yeah, you're going to pay this for it. Yeah, I, I think the practical juggle, which is difficult, is you have the skills to run a school, but also there's something interesting about the validation of a black belt, right? Because that's really, that that is a bit of a standard that, oh, you're not a black belt, what's going on there? And so for you to have the time to run your business and then also go train under someone who might be, you know, however many kilometers miles away from where you actually are based that's a challenge i think this is the hardest thing for anyone is the professional development side of it while also being the owner operator of a business so uh, i I see this in many coaches even if we take the politics thing out of it it's how do you stay getting good when your job is to help other people get good yeah it's you're busy. Yeah, how to not stagnate when your responsibilities go way beyond yourself. And this is similar to like running a family. Like how do you make sure your kids are doing all the right stuff and you don't blow out as a dad kind of thing. So look, I, I'm confident, Chad, that you could find somebody who's happy to act as your mentor and your your tutor and I'm sure you can come up with a financial arrangement. I would say the difficulty will be you being able to make enough time to train and run your business. But Mate, the challenges before you, uh, the journey is worth the struggle. Yeah, one thing I would add, closing on that, if you're a fucking cool guy and you got and you treat your students with respect and you want the best for them and you show that to them, yes, does suck that you're not a black belt yet, but you can do that as a brown belt and they will respect you just the same. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while it's maybe not an ideal scenario, you can fucking grow your business and be successful in spite of the colour of your belt. Yes, indeed, I agree with that. Um, that's Q&A for today. If you have a question for us, go to the webpage, bulletproofofbjj.com, 
podcast tab and then record us a voicemail for the next one. We got some, uh, we have some, some shout results. Outs. We have some shout-outs we need to give. We're a bit delayed in this because we kind of missed this. Um, not that long ago was Nogi Pan American Championship. Uh, Adele Fornarino won the uh, the featherweight category there via Savage. teleporter armbar. She was on the <laughs> armbar and the girl stood up and she – to. Applied, uh, yeah. She pushed up with one arm while hipping into it and, and she got that in the final. It was awesome to see. And then uh, Nadia Franklin, young warrior, won uh, brown belt, I think, lightweight. Um, yeah, she's – At Pan Am's. At Pan Am's, Damn. which is awesome. So we're How old's get, Nadia? She's 19 now, I believe. Right we're getting behind her the best way we can, helping out. She's a great team down at Peninsula MMA and also at Absolute MMA in St Kilda. But also what was really interesting was she fought the final in the absolute against Nora Naomi, mm-hmm. who had won Worlds last year at Purple Belt. Another Aussie standout. And, yeah, and Nora won that. Yeah. But it was a very close match. So two Aussie women battling it out in the final of the Pan American Championship. It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. But then most recently, only on the weekend, Adele Fornarino just won Europeans in Italy wow. for Featherweight as well. Um, She's pretty unstoppable right now, huh? Yeah, the armbar machine. That's what they call her. She she won the final fight armbar, um, which is pretty pretty awesome. And also, uh, we most recently had the Pan Pacific Championships here in Australia. And Nikki Jiu-Jitsu, Nikki Lloyd Griffiths, won quad gold. So Miss Drippy, I'm oh. calling her now. <laughs> <laughs> Man. The four gold medal photo. Mate, it's it's amazing. You if, know, hey, guys, when you're doing those comp photos where you hold the medals and that's in focus and then you're just behind it with the podium behind you, yeah. I don't want to see it unless you've got four gold medals. <laughs> All right? That's yeah. the new standard. <laughs> Weight and absolute, gi and no gi, Nikki Jiu-Jitsu just cleaning it up, which is pretty amazing. So, man, just want to take that moment to acknowledge um, – Women doing awesome things in um, Australian women doing awesome things in the comp scene. Absolutely, pretty awesome. Uh, we have a couple of updates on our app that I thought would be cool to share. Please. So, as you guys know, we spent most of last year and then really a good chunk of the beginning of this year building this app. Right, we got the thing out there. It's been up and running, going pretty good. The focus for us over the last, what would you say, since really since we released it, which was like February. Focus has been on cleaning up the bugs. Six to seven months, yeah. Yeah. Now, plenty of fucking bugs. And the cool thing is about when you're cleaning up bugs, you fix one thing and then a new <laughs> bug pops up. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> you love it. Tech development, all about it. Um, but no, I think we've actually been doing a really good job there. Of course, there are some users right now hearing this that are like, I got fucking bugs. <laughs> we hear you and we're on it. But what we've been doing in the last couple of months, which has been pretty special, we've engaged a UX designer, right? We which have. is like design user experience type shit Mm -hmm. this guy's a fucking gun and he redesigned some of the key sort of areas of the app for us screens and function and so right now we're implementing the his designs are fucking beautiful they're they're lovely yeah Yeah. and we're integrating them to the app that's kind of i suppose by the time you're hearing this they'll be rolling out from now and then over the next couple of months little bits here and there so for those of you using it hope you appreciate the changes I'm pretty excited about it. I think that it's going to make, like, I think the bones of what we did was awesome, but I think that with his kind of finesse, it's, yeah, it's just going to raise the level in terms of, like, oh, this is not, like, this app's really good, some of the functionality annoys me, to, like, this app's fucking sick. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, so profession, so clean, clean. Um, it's one of those things that very lucky uh, friend of a friend put us in contact with our man, Dean, and he's just a killer, and that's what we need. And so... Yeah, definitely looking forward to 
all of you guys who are on the program experiencing that and as we go forward over time having like a guy like him to help us make it better is great and look also want to put it out there there are a few typo mistakes within there i will take full blame for this um was it that guy that came through yesterday Oh, he's been coming through for a couple of weeks. I mean, typo. Come on, man. No, no, no. No, but I mean like, not typo, but I mean like literally, it, you know, s- things miswritten and that can create confusion, but we can fix them straight away. I think the good thing about what we have going on is that if you contact us, whether it's Joey, myself or Angel, you know, or you put it on the group, we will go and change it. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and if and it's- We wrote that fucking typo, cunt. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> we can, we can- I mean, we, my mistake, fair's fair. fair but, <laughs> sorry, you know. no, no, no. But it's good feedback because we want to fix it. It's not that it we want to leave it, right? So uh, we appreciate that everyone who does the program has shown us a lot of love and has been very uh, understanding because we're not perfect, we're new to this, and all the time we're trying to improve it. So we think this next set of improvements is going to be very noticeable. You're going to enjoy it and that we will continue to do this as we move onward. Boom, boom. If you want to get at it and you haven't used it yet, go to the webpage or you can click the link through our Instagram or whatever, bulletproofofbjj.com. Start a free trial. You get seven days free. Get into all the programs, see what you think. And if you like it, stick around and get Hench. My guy. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you.